If you're listening, maybe you have a like a mansion on the beach or something. Just invite Trav and I over. We'll bring all the beer. Trav will bring all the beer. I'll just show up. <laughs> Jay, start the timer. Welcome to the Location Indie Podcast, an unfiltered behind the scenes, no holds barred look at the realities of the location independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. I'm Trav, and in the name of research, I once went to 19 breweries in 21 days. Yeah, that was just last week, right? I'm Jason. We're... The co-hosts of the Location Indie podcast, obviously, and the co-founders of the Community Location Indie. You can learn more at locationindie.com. We're all about the freedom, the travel, the lifestyle of being free and going anywhere you want to travel. We also have a big project coming up that we should talk about, which started as a business idea like anything else, but it really started as just an idea of, hey, how can we give people the education around location independence and travel that we wish we had like instead of piecemeal over many years we wish like we could get like a full heaping plate full of like location independence and travel in one like giant dish and really help people do that and do all the things they want to do and also cover sort of run the gamut on a variety of different ideas and, and types of lifestyles because within location independence of course, there's different ways you can do it and structure your life. So we came up with this idea to create this thing called the Paradise Pack. And one of our favorite times of year, man, it's coming up. Do you want to share a little bit about it just so everybody's... Uh, of course, of course. So during this podcast today, we're going to give you some really funny, goofy, off-the-wall business ideas that either we started doing and then never finished or ones that have just been rattling around in our brain and, and never came to fruition for various reasons. And we're going to give you the stories behind them. I think you're going to find it pretty hilarious because if you're someone who does have an idea or you are somewhat entrepreneurial, you'll, you've probably had a thousand different ideas throughout your life. And most of them will never see the light of day. And the Paradise Pack could have been that same thing. And, and fortunately for us, and fortunately for the people, the thousands of people we've helped over the last three years or four years, because now this is the fourth year we're running it, we, you came up with this idea for the, for, well, we didn't know it's called the Paradise Pack, but you came up with this idea for a project where we would bundle together products that at first were just going to be all travel related. And then we said, well, what about, you know, helping people with location independence as well? What about helping them with the business side, not just the travel side? Cause we do both, right? We, we, start businesses and help people run businesses so that they can have the freedom to then travel and build that lifestyle. So it all came together over a couple months after a phone call that you gave to me when I was getting ready to play basketball. And then the guys had to wait for an hour as I was sitting there talking to you on the phone. And thankfully, we brought it to fruition. So it's the Paradise Pack. It's the fourth year that we are running this pack. It's over $2,500 of value again this year, Jay, and it runs from May 30th through June 5th of 2017. So if you're listening to this before that, head on over to theparadisepack.com. Check out everything that's in that. If you're listening to it May 30th through June 5th during that window, head on over and you can grab your Paradise Pack. That's the only seven days of the year that it'll be available and then it is gone forever. So if we do it again next year, it's brand new projects. So you'll never be able to get this version of the Paradise Pack ever, ever Plus, who again. wants to wait a year to get all the things you need to you know, sort of level up and whether you're location independent now, you want to go to the next level or you're working towards it. 
because there's so much variety in this pack, it's insane. And it's it's really going to accommodate everybody no matter where you are. So definitely check it out. Theparadisepack.com. We got a bunch of cool stuff leading up to it. Um, all kinds of great stuff. So check it out. Uh, Trav, we should probably get into this list because, man, we got a lot to cover. Of these uh, I've had many ridiculous business ideas over the years. Um, I don't know if I've ever had one as ridiculous as... Have you ever seen that movie Envy? This two, little 2004 movie starring uh, Jack Black and I think Ben Stiller. And um, <laughs> the sort of concept of the movie, I can't really remember, but they had an invention called Vaporize. And it was like this spray that like you could spray on dog poop and it would disappear. So, I mean, that would have been, if that was a real thing, that maybe that could have been a big thing. But uh, the the idea was that I think he stole that idea from the other guy. And like, I used to be able to, I used to be a little worried about people stealing business ideas and stuff. I don't know why. Now we just talk about them freely because it's kind of stupid. And a lot of it's around the execution, but ideas are fun. And if you hear a good one today, if you think you're good, just take it and run with it. Um, And if you can invent Vaporize, why don't you go ahead and do that too? Because I'd just like to see that work. (laughs) Yeah, well, one of the things about ideas, uh, yeah, I'm not worried anymore about anyone taking them because it, I've had so many ideas that that have never been acted upon. Uh, some of which we're going to get in today. That you know, I would love if someone took one of these ideas and actually made it because I obviously haven't made it, nor have I progressed towards it. And for some of these ideas, they've been years. I mean, years, You're years, years, years since I had them. All. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we, I think we both have five um i have i have a top five but i want to mention a few honorable mentions very quickly that didn't make the top five and and there's going to be for various reasons um so ranking these was difficult i think jay because we were looking for like the what's the goofiest idea that we've ever had and of course there's you know they're all goofy for a variety of reasons so let me give you four that didn't make my top five goofy business ideas Really, really quickly. Is that all right? Yeah, mine are mine are. Uh, you're going to hear my list, here. but mine aren't ranked exactly in that way because they're things that I've tried. Some of them, I wouldn't say call them goofy. So I don't know if mine are all goofy, but they're they're just random things. So I, I'm random. curious to hear your all list. Right, so though. You went random. I went yeah, random goofy as well. So my top or the four that didn't make the list, uh, the honorable mention. One was an app that was going to be used to rate Wi-Fi. So you know how there's Wi-Fi Finder apps? Well, I wanted one that you could actually rate the Wi-Fi. So like a TripAdvisor slash, I was calling it like a Yelp for rating Wi-Fi. I actually went to a competition. I presented this as a startup competition. I was supposed to win $50,000 for funding it. And uh, the guy bailed and never paid me the fifty grand. Really? So that's why that never came to fruition. Yeah. Um, that's why that never came to fruition, Jay. I didn't and know you won like a fifty thousand dollar prize that nobody paid you. Well, I, I was supposed yeah. to. I mean, I presented and won, and then yeah, the guy flaked out. Um, so that I thought was an awesome idea. The reason that it's probably never ever going to come to fruition is that nowadays people are, you know, like now Wi-Fi is getting better and better and better. So it's going to come to a point where rating it. You know, like it's just expected that everywhere has really good Wi-Fi. And I think we're getting to that point. I mean, even the city of Philadelphia has Wi-Fi citywide for the most part. So you don't need to rate it as much. So unfortunately, this idea of Bolt, the uh, Wi-Fi app, probably will never come to fruition. Although I do think it's still one of my better ideas of all time. Um, another one is I always thought on Even though you just toilets, said that the app would be pretty much worthless within the next few years, you still think it's 
Yeah, well, if I well, here's the thing: if I'd won that competition and created it four years ago, it probably would have been bought out by Google now, and they would have just implemented it into their Google Maps. <laughs> I'm sure, and I, certainly, I'd be a, I'd be a certainly. billionaire. So, yeah. <laughs> so shame on that guy who didn't pay me pay up. All um, his fault. And he would have he would have been a billionaire yeah. too. He would have had some stake in the company. You hear you that know, guy? You could have uh, been a billionaire. <laughs> you hear that guy? He he does have a lot of money anyway. He probably doesn't care. Um, another one was that I hated when you'd go to restaurants. And you never knew if someone was in the bathroom. And I was like, well, why don't they just have a knob or a thing that like they do on airplanes where it says if it's vacant or occupied? You know, back in the day, you used to go into bathrooms and you had to knock every time. Because, And I'm like, why don't they just implement these on every door, every restaurant door, every public place door? This is super easy. It, it obviously already is an idea that already exists. And I was pretty gung-ho with this idea. I just, um, you know, younger and didn't know how to implement it or build anything like this or market it. And now, I don't know, maybe at least 50% of the restaurants I go in have these now. They've just put it into their existing doors and you flip the switch and now it says occupied or vacant. So I really appreciate that someone did do that. Good. Yeah. It's nice to know if somebody's in the bathroom that you're about to walk into. <laughs> I, I agree. Why would you have to knock and then put your ear? Well, the you know, the other mystery uh, is why in the U.S. so many bathroom stalls have like gaps on the side where you can actually see in because over here in Europe where I am based, the doors actually shut all the way and you get full privacy. Now we have the technology where doors can actually shut all the way and you can't see in. So why don't they implement that quote-unquote technology into public restrooms? I'll never understand. The world will never know. <laughs> Two more quick honorable mentions. Um, I wanted to start a t-shirt company called Sit Tees, and it was just going to have the name of your city across your chest, just like that college shirt that Jim Belushi wears, or John Belushi, whichever one, wears in Animal House. And I just thought, hey, this would be a cool way to rep your city. Like, you know, I like the ones that are simple and plain. It would just have your city across it. I thought, hey, I could market it to people who are in the uh, military. You know, they can rep their city. It can be camo. They can get all different colors, blah, blah, blah. I actually present this business idea as one of my final business projects for uh, my master's degree in sports marketing, which doesn't really have much to do with T-shirts. But anyway. Did you win $50,000? Um, yeah. <laughs> no, that one was just, I just got probably an A- or something. And then the last one was, this is one of my first business ideas. When I was a sophomore in college, I wanted to go around and hold, we're, uh, go to bars and hold free poker tournaments. And, you know, and now that, then that idea did take off where a lot of bars, you know, capitalized on the poker craze. You could go into bars, you could play fo free poker tournaments, you'd give out prizes, you know, bring a lot of people into a bar on like a Tuesday night. Um, yeah, and I still actually use the domain name that I created for that, or the email name that I created for that, for my Yahoo login. Yes, I still have a Yahoo login for fantasy sports reasons, and uh, it's still called Tease Premium Poker. So every time I have to log into Yahoo, I'm reminded of oh, that man. idea that I didn't implement that then did you know, eventually take off, at least in the States. Funny. So there you go. Four honorable mentions. I found so. a whole list of old ideas, but I'm going to spare you the honorable mentions so we can get into this list here. All right. Well, you get into your, your good man then. Get into your number five. <laughs> What's your fifth most random All idea? All right. Well, again, mine isn't really in that order, sort of, but I, I could try to put it in. Uh, I know. Boo. Yeah. Put it in that order. Give it a shot. It's, it's just random. Yeah, Make it well, a random a couple, order. I wanted then, to kind Jay. of finish off. Random I order for I random I kind of wanted ideas. to lead up to like a couple ideas that I actually did and how that panned out. So I'm going to start with like okay. a couple ideas. I'm going to start with two ideas that I didn't do. Then I'm going to start with two ideas that I did try to do. And then I'm going to finish with a couple TV show ideas because why not? Um, All right. Well, give us your first idea that you... Okay. 
So it's so funny because like I didn't realize I, I was looking in like an old uh, external hard drive that I had and I had this uh, folder called entrepreneur and actually some of these ideas are pretty well thought out like I'm looking at a document right now that has a mission statement a, a paragraph about the simplified business ideas I put like a T I put like a TM next to like the even like the the thing that I'm going to share in a minute like uh, like as if it was already trademarked but it made it real you know I have a column on a, a like a paragraph on financials, why clients will participate, all this stuff. So anyway, uh, this idea was called Doggy Bags, and I can I can uh, read you the simplified uh, version of the idea. It's to solicit sponsorship from clients who are eager to, eager to get their products into the hands of the pet loving consumer. We will secure an assortment of quality pet related consumer products, coupons, and literature that will all fit into an elegantly designed doggy bag or kitty bag these bags will be passed along free of charge to the pet owner through a network of willing participants which include but it's not limited to veterinarians pet behavioral schools doggy daycare centers pet photography studios blah 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 and then i have like a little membership program thing that's like a premium so that was the idea so the idea was like you know have you ever showed up at a hotel or like gone to spring break or something like that and companies like hey we want to get into products into these people's hands so they create like these they'll give you a bag at the checkout you know when you check in and yeah, it's like swag yeah, bag. swag bag and it's like deodorant from because old spice wanted to sponsor this and it's like this that and the other well anyway same idea like a swag bag for pets because people love their pets and you know i did a little market research found out there was like i don't know something like it was like a 70 billion dollar industry or something ridiculous so you know pretty good idea i think so you're, you were, you were making pet swag bags. pet swag bags that's right Nice, nice. I like that you had a you had a very clear doggy bag. Nicely done. That's that's random, but very well thought out. Congratulations, <laughs> sir, on the pet swag bag. Doggy um, bags. My <laughs> doggy bags. I, I I picture that with like with a Z, like doggy B A G Z. Then I'd be selling. Like, then I'd be know, selling like, like weed in it. <laughs> or something well, you know <laughs> i mean i guess if you're living in colorado you could put a little extra in there for some people um my idea my fifth idea fifth most random i guess is one that i i still probably am going to implement or want to implement at some point and we're going to do another show about business ideas we want to implement and so actually jay my goofiest randomest idea is not coming in on this podcast because it's one i still want to do so people are gonna have to listen to the next podcast to get that one but this isn't as goofy or as random but it's a beer bracket podcast and i actually talked to you about this and what i wanted to do is start another podcast so it's kind of a business kind of a hobby you know a lot of these blur the lines because you would hope you'd make money off of it um but for me this was also just going to be like a, a hobby a passion project where we Around March Madness time, did a beer bracket, and there was people who sat down. There was three hosts, and we each got tips, uh, sips of three beers that we didn't know, and we'd rate them, and we talk about them, and whichever one would go into the next re- next round, and then go against two other beers until we finally crowned a champion of beers. And I had this idea that we do it all in uh, each style, like an IPA. Is this part of the list, or is this part of the list of weekend. what you still want to do? No, this is part of the 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 goofy okay, okay, random yeah, idea yeah. one. Will I still do it? Yeah, I I say that. I probably never will because Jay, you better a, not do it without me. I want to sit in at least one I, of these beer sessions. 
Yeah, well, I wanted to do a tournament, and I wanted it to be over one weekend, which means you were drinking like six beers in a row the first day, and then seven beers in a row the other day. Uh, it was going to get pretty funny and pretty goofy. I still think it, it would be fun for people to listen to, but I've just put it on the back burner. So a beer bracket podcast, uh, basically a tournament of different styles of beer, so... Um, yeah, I actually went as far as emailing all these beer companies who then sent me beer in the mail to my home, which I think is illegal, but thank you guys for sending them. And, uh, I still have them sitting there ready to be drank. Yeah, well, um, I say we, I don't know, rent a cabin somewhere or something and just like get that whole supply going and bring up some microphones and let's, let's do this. Hey, if you're listening, maybe you have a, like a mansion on the beach or something. You want to participate in this beer bracket challenge. Just invite Trav and I over. We'll bring all the beer. Trav will bring all the beer. I'll just show up. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I mean, Hey, I, I'll bring the beer. You show up, Jay. I had the idea that there'd be three guests or three um, hosts all the time. And then there'd always be a rotating fourth one to keep things fresh and fun. Yeah. So, I mean, I, it's 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 a pretty well fleshed out plan. It just yeah. hasn't happened. All right, so beer bracket. Next podcast. idea for me, um, another document I found where I wrote it up, so I can give you a very specific paragraph on what this idea is. Um, but you know what's really funny, Trav, about this, and this is goofy. The only way reason I know this happened in 2008 was because at the bottom <laughs> I wrote my name, and at the bottom of this one-page document I said Jason Christopher Moore and Leisure Studies Original Concept 2008. <laughs> I guess I just remembered at one point I just had a I wanted to just like come up with ideas because that would be fun. Like that's the dream, right? In a way, like you come up with ideas and then just a bunch of people go out and like do them, and who knows what you know whatever. But I feel like that's what Richard Branson does. <laughs> Nobody does. Hey, let's have an airline, and people just run around and like they make an airline. Hey, let's anyway. Um, leisure studies, <laughs> I thought was a pretty good like idea name business. You know, like I don't know. I just think it's. I find it sort of goofy, sort of ridiculous. But um, leisure studies that was actually a major at Penn State. I was like, I, <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. I that I think it's actually a major at a lot of universities. So your idea was what that you? No, would... no, that's not my idea. I'm just reading the bottom of like when I was coming up with ideas. Apparently, I was branding myself as leisure study. Like all of the ideas were following under the leisure studies umbrella. But how is leisure studies a major anyway? And if you majored in leisure studies. I guess we all did in some way. I mean, I used to hacky sack down on the on the college lawn too. Isn't that leisure studies? All right, let me get to this idea, man. I think leisure studies is usually now branded like um, sports and recreation or oh, okay. uh, or something gotcha. like that. I, I believe that's what it's. It's like when you're studying to help people do stuff that they would do in their leisure time, which is usually like sports and recreation. Recreational management, I think, is now a similar type term. But leisure studies is a better term it's, and it's a more, more funny fun. term. Okay, so... I got my PhD in um, hockey set. One of the things that I uh, really like to do is play disc golf, as Trav knows, because he's never beat me before. Um, we've... We <laughs> That's the one thing I haven't I'm just throwing in. that in. Uh, so... Um, I came up with this idea because it's a constant problem, including poison ivy, you know, and you're, you lose your disc. Uh, I think Travis also lost one of my discs before. Uh, so that this is actually I, his experience. I, more than this. one. So, more than one. 
I can read a little bit from this document. There are over 2,000 disc golf courses set up in parks throughout the United States and even worldwide. There's probably more. This was in 2008. Um, one of the main problems that players have when playing disc golf is losing discs in the woods and somewhere along the course. My solution to this problem is disc tracker, TM. Uh, disc tracker, all one word with the T. Course, listen, TM. with the T being capitalized. This is a simple system which allows the player to find their discs easily. A super small adhesive chip or flat transmitter is placed underneath any disc. Ideally, the transmitter would be solar or light powered, much like a calculator. Much like a calculator. The player carries a small... If you're playing at night, though. The player carries a small device, which is battery operated and about the size of an automatic car door keychain device. Now this would be a smartphone, but then this was actually a device. When the player loses a disc fixed with the mini transmitter, the disc tracker is turned on. There is a small but loud speaker built into the device. As the player gets close to their disc, the tracker begins beeping. As the player hones in on the lost disc, the tracker beeps increase in frequency and volume. When the player is standing within two to three feet, the tracker is going crazy, which notifies the player that the disc is somewhere within arm's reach. And then I go on and say the same principle could be applied to regular golf balls. The transmitter would have to be placed during the ball manufacturing process. It would not need an adhesive element. It would have to be designed so it would not compromise the key flight designs. This golf tracker would help golfers find lost balls quickly, which, by the way, is not a good business model for golf balls because they want their balls to be lost so you buy more. But then maybe the ball could be like $1,000 and you never lose it. I don't know. Unless you lose it in the water, of course. Um, but anyway, so anyway, I still think it's a good idea. Now you would have to take the smartphone in exchange for it. Maybe this already exists, but anyway, there you go. Disc tracker. Great idea. The only issue would be for super premium players like yourself, Jason. <laughs> I believe the adhesive would throw off the. No, no, no. There's a specific note a that disc. says that it's designed so it doesn't do that. Well, how though? Because it's going to be a. It's going to be some weight, even if it's a tiny chip. And if someone's as good as you are, and we're talking about every, like putting the finger up to the wind, making sure you understand where it's going, Listen, you know, it, to the hey, finest. If you point. can put a man on the moon, you can figure out how to design a little. A weightless disc track. Practically weightless. Practically weightless. <laughs> nice. Well, yes, it would have saved me, uh, or you, I guess, at least 20 to $30. With the two or three discs that I've lost since well, we Well, it would have saved played. you so, because you actually um, bought me another disc later. So yeah. It's true. It would have saved me. It would have saved me. Disc Tracker with a capital T. TM. <laughs> My number four is, is not as... It's not that it's not as well thought out. It doesn't have a name yet. It's that I've always wanted to make coffee table books. I don't know. I feel like that's a business idea or like an idea that a lot of people have. You know, you want to make a book and you see a funny thing and you come up with a theme. And I've had two different themes. I, I've probably had hundreds of themes, but these are the two that I actually thought might progress and I might actually do. And I started taking pictures around the world to eventually make my extra pack of peanuts coffee table book of, first idea, funny Japanese signs, no shortage of them. I could probably go out one day in Tokyo and get enough pictures for an entire coffee book series um, of funny Japanese signs. So I have a bunch of them sitting on my hard drive of people who have just written really ridiculous things that you're like, how could this even get past any quality assurance people? I mean, we're talking like labels on bottles of water that are sold countrywide and, you know, and are just 
someone had to have some oversight, right? Like why? Or maybe they maybe they did it on purpose. Maybe the English is wrong on purpose. I don't know. Um, but a coffee table book of funny Japanese signs. If anyone's been to Japan or has lived in Japan, I think they'd buy that because it's it's very nostalgic when you see it's something that's wrong. Uh, the other one was just a coffee table book of basketball hoops around the world. So I, I just... I love seeing basketball hoops in the most random places. Uh, there was a bunch of cool ones in Norway. I took a lot of cool pictures in Norway. I've played basketball in like a floating concrete slab in Coder, Montenegro. So anyway, I just always think it's kind of cool when you get this idea of like a basketball hoop, like sitting there on its own, no one around it, you know, in these really rural areas or these really populated areas. Um, those are my two coffee book well, ideas. Well, the first one, uh, you could say it was a good idea because Lonely Planet put out a book called Sign Spotting, I think it's called. And it was just that, except worldwide. And I actually met the guy that created that. And, it, and the idea took off. And uh, yeah, so good idea, man. Um, those good signs idea. are always pretty hilarious when you see them. You, you ever have a coffee table book idea? I'm sure you have. Any that like come to mind right away? Yeah, I mean, I've thought, had... This uh, would be just- like Neat. a lot of different, you know, travel like type ones, like you know the great. I mean, they all exist, you know, like the greatest walks in the world, or like you know hiking and different things, things like that. But um, nothing that I had in my ideas, nothing that I wrote a paragraph on. All right, my next idea is something that uh, I actually tried, and you know, I came up with a whole bunch of ideas like constantly, but. Deep down, I didn't really want the responsibility of the business, I think, at this point in my life. So I was having more fun coming up with the ideas and like then it came down to the nitty-gritty work. I was like, how do you do this? And then I'd just be like, oh, I'm going on tour or I'm going traveling or whatever. Um, so this idea actually was one of the first ones that I really put some time into. And I went to this tech... Um, this is probably like 2008 or something. I don't know. I went to this tech meetup and I met this guy and I was really into like, like smartphones just... C- come out or like actually the iPod touch, I think it just come out and like apps were like a brand new thing. And I was like, I got really, I'm like, these apps are really cool. This is going to be like a really cool thing. So, um, I got this idea to create the HAP e-hour, you know, like H-A-P-P-Y hour. Um, I get it. I get it. And I wanted like, it was a problem because I'd show up in, you know, downtown or whatever, if I was in different towns, it'd be like four o'clock and I'd want to know like who has happy hour, what's on special, what's around me. And I thought this would be like a great app. So, um, I hooked up with this guy and I was like, he knew how to build apps and I was like, cool, let's, he liked the idea. I'm like, let's do this. So I created a whole spreadsheet and I was like, we can start in Boulder and Denver and then that could be like the first city and then we could expand to other cities afterwards. So I spent like three weeks putting together this spreadsheet with like every happy hour from every cool like restaurant and bar in town. Um, and then the guy just like totally flaked. He didn't want to do it or he just never got back to me. And so I did my end. He didn't do his end. And it's pretty early in my entrepreneurship. So instead of like finding somebody else or keeping with it, I was just kind of like, eh, whatever that's done. It wasn't meant, it wasn't to, meant be to be. And I just kind of moved on. Yeah. So happy hour. Great minds think alike. I've had that same idea. Oh, man. Every time I'm in a new place and wanted to know happy hours. And now you can Google it and find it. But I still don't know if there's a good catch-all website. If someone knows of it, you you all know that Jay and I love happy hours. I mean, I, I especially, I love happy hours. I'm a big, 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 we big We like big to save fan. money. So, 
when we're traveling. Yeah, if there and and drink beer and go, eat good food. So if there is a catch-all website, let us know. Tweet us at Pack of Peanuts at Zero to Travel. I, I still don't know if there is because I've I've constantly looked when I've been in new cities, right? And I've always thought, yeah, why isn't there a happyhour.com where it just populates? You know, it's like same as like a hotels.com. You put in where you are, boom, it just lists all the happy hours and everything like that. Um, there's got to be. I mean, how has someone not created something that's big enough that it can be nationwide, at least in the States? I, I don't know. Um, if it's out there, let us know. Had that idea a thousand times. Jay, if it's not out there, if we don't find one, maybe let's it's get on it. Just do it, man. In the name of research, yeah. we have to visit every happy hour spot in the United <laughs> States. Um, we'll be well over 19 breweries at that point. Uh, my number three idea, counting, counting up to my number one here, is a website. And I like the name. I, I don't really know how it would turn into a business, but this is, again, just kind of like a hobby passion project that I thought if I could get someone to pay me for this, this would be great, called theeverymansfantasy.com, I believe was the domain I bought. And it was a fantasy website for regular people. So the idea was I was just a regular guy who loved playing fantasy sports. And so I made a website called The Every Man's Fantasy. And I actually kept it going for um, I kept going for about, I don't know, a year, year and a half. And I would write like weekly articles and not really, I did get a little bit of traction. What was it called? Every man's, fan, every man's fantasy. Is that what you... Yeah. It was a, a, the actual domain. Every man's fantasy was, uh, owned by, I'm sure you can imagine <laughs> yeah, what type I'm of website. I'm wondering what these business names <laughs> you come up with or not. That's why I had to call it the everyman's okay. fantasy. It's like I'm just an everyman, and this is for the everyman. It's just, yeah, that that was the idea. So again, I kept it going for about a year and a half. Never once got a dime from it. Wrote a lot, and it was like my first blogging experience. So I guess I could say, like, I took from this that it was my first blogging experience, and then it obviously uh, led to me writing different blogs that now have made me money and and are a career. So I never became a fantasy sports writer, but it was the beginning of a long and fruitful relationship with the blogosphere. Yeah, itself. I'm glad you brought that up because with all these ideas, this is all part of the journey. And uh, I totally have uh, something similar I'm about to share that, you know, and what I just shared too, like the happy hour thing and all that stuff really ties into everything you do later, you know? So it's... um. It's all part of it. It all it, it all matters is what I'm saying. If you failed at something or if you come up with ideas and they fell apart or whatever, um, it, it is part of the deal and there's value in that. So don't even think about it. Like we're sharing some stuff here. The next one I'm going to share is a little bit funny and embarrassing and I totally lost money on it. But like, again, it was, I'll share why it was valuable. And like, Trav, you just shared like something you spent time a year and a half on, didn't do anything for you, but you got used to like writing and putting stuff out there. And there's like, I've had a blog in the past that like never did anything or made money. And that I just totally killed because it was whatever. But I learned like how to use WordPress and how to like put myself out there in that way and all that stuff. So like Chris is buzzing us right now, but sorry. Sorry, guys. uh, I hope you're enjoying this because we're going way over, maybe not way over, but we're going over and stick with us here because I hope you're in, enjoying this show. We're having a lot of well, fun. Well, we're talking, we're talking funny slash stupid yeah. slash goofy business ideas. I mean, this could go on for hours. So we got to get to our top yeah. two at so least. Um, when, so sorry, Chris. Yeah, we're, Put that thanks. buzzer away. Get that, get that buzzer back out of here. Okay. This, uh, what is it? I guess we're counting down. So this is you're, two. You're number um, two. You're number two. So when Steve Jobs died, 
I don't know. <laughs> Listen, this uh, that sounds like a funny way. To, it's just a funny way to. I, I know. Funny way to but start like, the th- story. This is how it started. So I was like in my apartment, and I had been looking at my computer, and for some reason, I just got this random idea. You know, you're, there were a lot of like people putting laptop like stickers on their laptops at this time, and I thought it'd be cool to create a sticker. So I came up with this idea to create this sticker that was like R.I.P. That was kind of like a homage to like Steve Jobs in a way. And it was going to be like a charity thing. So people could buy the sticker and the Apple, because it lit up, was going to be the dot on the eye. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I just thought it would be kind of a fun thing to do. So this guy that like helped me build this blog that I just talked about that I killed, I, was, I told him the idea. He's like, yeah, that's cool. I think he was just up for like just doing something. So he came over and this was like my first sort of like... Not my first, but this is like very early on. Like it's maybe the second thing I put online or something. And we we spent like I sketched this whole website out and we like created this website in one night and designed these stickers and spent like stayed up really late and drank some beers or whatever. And it felt like that it, even though it was like this just small idea or whatever, it felt like that startup mode. It felt like, oh, wow, like we're doing something. And at the end of the night, like four in the morning or whatever, like we had like something to show for it. We had a site online. It was like... It, it was energizing, man. And I was like, wow, we created this thing. So I ordered these stickers, ordered like 500 of them. Like whatever way I did it was, oh, I had the Apple in the sticker first. And I was like, wait, that's going to break like every law ever because you can't reprint like the Apple. So then I'd like, why don't the Apple on the computer just be the light? So then I had to order like 500 new stickers. And then we were going to sell these stickers and like, donate all the money to um, the American Cancer Society. Um, I sold like a handful of the stickers to like friends and family. And that was pretty much all that happened. But out of that, like I said, it was like the, the getting something out there, the, the actual having an idea and then doing it all the way to see something physical and then also um, like something digital and and then also just just to have the whole thing come together and go through the process was super valuable. Um, I also didn't realize at the time that like a lot of people didn't like Steve Jobs because he was kind of an ass to some people. Like you know I I don't I've I haven't read his biography since then, but I've watched some stuff. So I in in some ways I guess he was like he was not the most liked person in some ways, I guess, just by the way he handled things. But I obviously I didn't know him personally, obviously. So um, I don't think like these stickers were ever going to become like a hot thing. Cause I thought maybe, Oh, these, this could like take off and it be- could become a big thing, but it never happened. And I also learned that you can't just create something and put it out there. You actually have to then <laughs> that's the first, that's like the first part in a long series of like marketing yeah, 10% and 10% maybe right of an actual yeah, product. Then you have to do all the making it or the marketing and, and everything to get it out there, which I obviously didn't think about or wasn't willing to do. So, I mean, it, it, that could be a whole another episode where we go through these ideas that we've had and we talk about how we're going to market them. We, we've touched on them briefly, but we've talked more in here about the actual ideas. Yeah, it's funny. Some of the ideas that I've shared, and I'm sure some of the ones you've shared, if we went through and said, well, here is our marketing strategy for these, I think there'd be some nuggets in there. I think a lot of mine would just end up being like, well, I was just going to like find people who wanted this and, and, and go for it. And that kind of leads me into my number two. Although I... I, I do want to go back to your sticker idea here for a sec, Jay. I think that it's far enough after Steve Jobs passed that maybe this could be like a renaissance of 
thankfulness and homage to Steve Jobs if you bring back these stickers. So where are those uh, they stickers? They were in my garage for a while. On my laptop. I, they were in my garage for a while in, in Colorado, and then I just threw them all away because I was like, yeah, this is a done thing. So. How was how was that feeling when you threw them away? Was it um, a sense of relief that you're like getting it done, or were you a little nostalgic? No, little I think sad? I kept them around just kind of as a reminder of like, hey, I don't know, I don't know why I kept them around, but anyway, it was just time. I I loved, I actually find joy in getting rid of things, so it felt good. Okay, um, my my number two idea, and I'll talk a little bit about the marketing here because the strategy was. Uh, basically, we're going to create a good product. It's going to market itself, which set we've since learned. And as you just said, it's like 10% of the battle is the idea and actually even making something. 90% is getting it out there in people's hands by marketing it. Um, this is an idea actually that came about with my college, uh, with my roommate after college, one of my best friends from high school. I have to give him credit. Um, Frank, also known as Beans. And this was his idea. He was a surfer. And he always used to get annoyed at the fact that when you're putting wax on your board, you you had like nubs left, right? Like you'd usually, you, you get a bar of wax and you put it on and then there'd be a lot that you couldn't keep going because it was just too small. And you'd like, you know, lose, let's say 10% of the wax that you had bought that, that wouldn't make it on the board. And he was like, there's got to be a better, more efficient way to do this. Um, and so he said, what if we started this company? And I, I thought this is a great name called sure grip but s-h-o-r-e you know sure grip for this wax company and what we did is we took wax and we put it in a deodorant type container that you could like click up right so like same as like a stick of deodorant the wax would be in there you could click it up when you need it you put it on and then you wouldn't really be left with anything because you'd be able to click it all the way up so that then you're using the last little bit of wax as opposed to having to put it on by hand and always having tiny pieces that, that weren't able to get on and we thought, I'm like, well, that's a great idea. I, A, had never surfed, and B, had never put wax on a surfboard, but I understood the idea. So he went as far, he kind of took the reins on this, and he went as far as actually contacting a company and asking if they could send some prototypes and this and that, and then we're going to have to pay for the prototypes, and then they said, well, the wax is going to melt these containers. How do we make a container strong enough? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't know. How do you do it for deodorant? You know, we were basically just like, however you do it for deodorant, Put wax in here. And um, we never actually got sent a prototype by this company that said they were going to send it. And then the idea just has now lived in infamy and it's just still out there. Sure grip. Um, I think our domain lapsed. So you could probably even grab the domain name. And there you go. There's your multi billion. Wow. We, we actually did some market research because we both had just gotten out of college. We, under, we, we knew the term market research. So he's like, it's a blank industry. And our marketing strategy was here's a great marketing strategy. I, I do now remember what our best. Well, what we thought was the best market strategy at that time was we were going to just ship boxes of this shore grip to surf stores, like in the area, in the local area, and then to ones that we didn't know, you know, ship them as well, and just have them show up there and say, hey, here's a free package of these. Just start using yeah. them and see That's if people That's a good marketing them, strategy. Like them. Well, I mean, yeah, except you need capital to start it because you're shipping people's things. Well, right, for free. but I mean, you're already creating a physical product, so you need capital anyway. Right. So that that's sure grip, man. Um, it obviously never took I off. Like it. Uh, we also we have a we had a side idea around it, Jay, where we were going to reuse the cans as well, and somehow it was going to be like that. You know, every place that a can went, then it would get stamped. Like, hey, this was used in Ocean City, New Jersey, and then. 
you know, we got the cans back, like people turned them back in the canisters and then it used again. And then it went to Pasadena, California, and then it got used again and it went somewhere in Japan. And so like, you know, the surf culture is pretty in- inclusive and pretty good with sustainability and stuff like that. So we thought that would be a cool tie in where, Hey, we're reusing these over and over and over again. And this can has been like to five countries yeah. to all these surf beaches around the world, blah, yeah. blah, blah. That's cool. I mean, yeah. you were uh, you were riding the wave of popularity when it comes to surfing. Sorry, I needed to do that. Uh, do you see what I just did right there? Bam! Right there. Nice. A little surfing punch. I see that. Um, I like that idea. And by the way, if anybody takes these ideas, uh, 20% seems about right for us. Yeah, it's, 20%. There we go, 20%. You know, that's fine. Um, all right. What am I on? Number... You're one. Number one. You're one. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, all right. There's a couple show ideas. One that was just for fun and another one that I'd still like to do. Um, before I share that, I'll share one idea I came up with the other day that my wife totally poo-pooed in a hilarious fashion. Um, vapeurized for, no, this? For, <laughs> she vapeurized this idea? For some reason, uh, there's a word in Norwegian. It's all one word. It's called gummel dogs, and it just means old-fashioned. And I started making all these jokes about... Um, being old-fashioned, you know, because I kind of like... All right, so it's funny because old-fashioned in English kind of has... We were talking about this yesterday at a party I was at. It has like a sort of derogatory kind of like like sort of vibe. Like that's old-fashioned. But because it's in a different language, gummel dog sounds like a little bit between... It doesn't sound like totally old-fashioned, but it doesn't sound new. It sounds quaint and fun, even though it means the same thing here. But to me, it doesn't seem like that because it's a different language. So anyway, I said I was going to come up with these t-shirts called uh, Stolt Ovada Gummel Dogs, and that just means in Norwegian, proud to be (laughs) (laughs) old-fashioned. And I was like, yeah, this is a hilarious t-shirt. It would be awesome. My wife's like, dude, uh, first of all, anybody that would buy that t-shirt is probably over 70, and none of them know how to use the internet. (laughs) Not 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 like that, but like it's probably not the best target market, you know. Like, well, then you just sell it at those roadside stands that like are all over every and country. By the way, you know, those, that's like, not true. Really, that in my, I mean, my mom's turning seventy, and she's better on the internet than I am. So that's total, a total, totally not true. But uh, anyway, she was just making a point that you know maybe this is because she's like that's a ridiculous T-shirt idea. Like, I, I know. Anyway, it was kind of fun just to have her shoot me down like that. Um, all right, these two TV shows ideas. Gummel Dog. Uh, one is called um, Environmental, mental being all capital letters. Um, and the show was going to be like extreme sustainable housing. Like, like, you know, people that are totally living off like 100% sustainable. And I think it, I still think it would be cool because you could like do it in a cool way and you could go in and see how they have their house set up, you know, like you do on MTV Cribs or whatever, except in sustainable, environmentally friendly. So you could see like how they solar power this and this and that. And just, but it would be like extreme examples where like everything's off the grid in some way. So that's called environmental. Thought that would be kind of cool. Great idea, especially with how many uh, house hunting and, and tiny house shows and stuff that are out there now that's just like a the next level of that, uh, you're right? right and then the second one that travis maybe you and i should do together and um hey, let's do this one man maybe we create the pilot and uh if anybody wants to fund it let us know only because i i love this i remember you've been to this hostel too and if you listen to one of other podcasts we mentioned it but there's a hostel in gimmelwald up in the mountains in switzerland that just has like a million dollar view so 
The Mountain Hostel. Yeah, the Mountain Hostel. And I just remember that place, and there's been other places that I've been, and I thought, well, wouldn't it be cool to have a show called, like, The Cheapest Million Dollar Views? And you just have, like, instead... It's like the anti-Robin Leach. You remember, like, hey, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Like, there was, like, this show, and, and this guy would say, come here for the... You know, the all where all the celebrities would go and like all the expensive stuff. But this would be like sort of the anti version of that um, where you could highlight the greatest, most affordable places on earth, inspiring others to get out and explore. So like che- the cheapest million dollar views. I thought that would be funny and fine. Love it. Love both ideas. Get a made man. Uh, getting a TV show made. Probably one of the hardest things out there though. Um, that's where ideas really are. Not just a dime a dozen. It's like, a penny a dozen or like a half a cent a dozen because there's so many great ideas that even we've been pitched by TV producers over and over and over again. And then, you know, it falls flat for whatever reason or another. Um, but love them both, man. Love them both. I mean, we could just create them ourselves. That's too. what I'm saying. That's, that's a good thing. See, that's kind of the good thing nowadays. You know, you don't need a TV show, quote right. unquote. You go out and shoot this stuff yourself, put it on YouTube. If it gets popular, they'll be begging you to do an actual real TV show. And you'll probably say no because you're making more on YouTube and doing it the way you want. So, um, all right. Cheapest million dollar views. I think we can, t- I think we can fancy, uh, clean up the name a little bit, but I love the idea behind it. Um, speaking of cleaning up the name, I've teased this out in another episode. I don't even remember why it came out, but some of you, if you listen to all the Paradise Pack or the uh, Location Indie podcast, you may have heard this. My number one idea, this happened again with my buddy Frank and my other buddy Dave. We started a company that we still get mail to, to my house to this day, an LLC. We actually formed one called the Three... Morgan Tears because we lived on Morgan Street. So instead of three musketeers, we're the three Morgan Tears. Shore Grips was going to be one of those products. The other product, the other company that was going to be under that umbrella company was going to be called The Ball Boys. Oh, yeah. We, we talked about Ballboys.com. We did talk about this. This is why it's my number one because I think I knew it was a goofy name then, but I thought it'd be I, more funny. I don't know what's going on than... with the sexually charged business names, like Every Man's Fantasy. The Ball Boys. That like, was intentional. Every Man's Fantasy was supposed to be a play okay. off, off that. Ball Boys, I can't remember if when I came up with it, I thought it was supposed to be a play on words. I think I did, but I thought it would be less... Like, <laughs> Erotic? <laughs> yeah, like I was like, oh, people will think it's funny. And I'm like, well, that's only well, if they Well, to be fair, me. I mean, if Ball Boys don't. are the boys... The, yes, they, it's, they, sure. You know, in sports, that's, but, you know... Yeah, yeah. It would have... Uh, yeah. Anyway, the idea behind the Ball Boys... It was my first, re- I can honestly say this was my first real business idea after reading the four hour work week. And the idea was that I was going to drop ship. And if you guys know what drop shipping is, it's like you don't actually handle a product, but you have a site that then people buy stuff off of. And then the companies that they, you know, like, let's say I was going to drop ship at first tennis balls. So let's say someone comes to my site and they're like, oh, I want a hundred cans of pen tennis balls you know somehow i would then take the order and then send it to pen or whoever their suppliers and they'd ship it directly to them so i wouldn't hold the actual stuff i don't know why i thought my ball boys site was going to like outrank every other site where people could buy sporting equipment but i was going to go around to like local high schools and we're going to do a thing you know this is when like the give one buy one get one 
or give one idea was just kind of taking off. I don't even know if Tom's shoes was started yet, but other companies have done this, right? So it's like, oh, for every can of tennis balls someone buys, we're going to donate one to like developing countries tennis program. So it was going to have that element as well. So I was going to go start with local school districts in my area, go to them, say, hey, we're a local company. You should buy your stuff through us. So that was going to be my marketing plan where it was going to like start pretty grassroots at first and then hopefully spread um, and schools and, and, teams and universities and all would buy all their sporting equipment from us and then we'd be donating it to other um to other countries programs as well for however much they bought so the ballboys.com uh, that domain has certainly lapsed i remember when it would come up for renewal like every other year that i bought it for for quite a long time longer than i'm willing to admit before i actually said i'm gonna let this go yeah. someone else can well have the um, ballboys. yeah i mean just when you think about that <laughs> website it sounds like you know yeah, just that's but it's a good idea. Like, I mean, who knows? You know, I don't know how much. There's a lot of good ideas in theory. Yeah, I mean, and, it's hard to say you know, um, until you get in and do some research. That's a whole other podcast we're not getting into. But um, it was fun to hear some of your ideas and like, uh, you know, it, it just to bring them up from the past, you know, a little, uh, little insight into your uh, your entrepreneurial mind. And um, I, some good ones there, man. I'm ready to get that short grip. Yeah. That's that's true. Before someone else steals it, we got to get Short Grip up and running, guys. If you've had funny business ideas, which I I'm sure you have, uh, tweet us at Pack of Peanuts at Zero to Travel. Let us know what your favorite one of our ideas was, or what was the most ridiculous, or which one you you thought was the most interesting. Also, let us know what ideas you've had, um, because we're always willing er, and and we always love to hear funny, funny ideas. And as we said, you know, the ideas are just part of it. A lot of it is the implementation and then the building the business and the marketing strategy and stuff around it. And I, I kind of like, I really like doing this podcast, Jay, because it, it does harken back to like a simpler time uh, in, a, in a good way sometimes of before I knew a lot about online business or, or business at all, you know, you had these ideas and you just said, well, this is going to happen. And sometimes naivety is bliss in, in that way. And sometimes it can harm you because you never get anything off the ground. And that's why, you know, one of the things we did with the Paradise Package, we put together this package so that you could really have a good foothold and a good boost to start your business or your travel or this whole lifestyle of, of leading a location independent business. So you have an idea of what actually is out there, but without overwhelming you. So we give you the information to get you started, to get you off the ground, to kind of give you a real idea what what it will take, but without overloading you with too much information. And so that's the idea behind the Paradise Packs. If you guys are listening, head to the theparadisepack.com. It's available only May 30th through June 5th. This is 2017, so if you're listening to this in the future, uh, date may change, but it's available only for those seven days, and it is a crazy, crazy discount, over $2,500 worth of products that we're giving you over 90% off of, and it's available for seven days. So, um, And yeah. if you're looking at listening to this into the, in the future, uh, can you please come back and tell us what happens in the future? Because I want to know what the future is like. I mean, if you're really curious. So if you're listening to this in the future right now, please come back and... Let us know how it is, and don't um, try not to step in any bugs or anything, because that that could alter the course of humanity as a whole. Um, <laughs> sorry, that was a, a total. Come back and tell us that Sure Grips is a multi-billion-dollar time travel company. paradox, and that, and that someone someone has made environmental, and it's hosted by Jason Moore, who's now like as popular or as famous as Alex. Twenty percent, and uh, I do want to be the producer on that show. If you decide to take any of those show ideas and run with them. TheParadisePack.com. Seriously, check it out. 
It's awesome. And of course, Location Indie, if you're looking for that support, that next level of support, you get the education with the Paradise Pack. And of course, we have the community at Location Indie, which you're always free to just jump on the newsletter and we keep in touch with everybody there. Dish out a ton of value on location dependence and travel. And you can just hang with us there. You can learn more about everything that we do and just uh, stick around and keep in touch. Until next time, we went way over, but you know, hey, we get talking ideas. That's what happens. We will. Um, we appreciate you hanging with us. And Chris, if you want to buzz us now, go ahead. Bring the buzzer, buzzer back in. Uh, you can double buzz us just because we went over. Um, thanks so much, everybody. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>